was there, is over there for us. We see that Jesus uses this parable as to what can happen if we as believers are not ready for the coming of the Lord. In fact, we see this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. Jesus says this in red lettering. He says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father will enter. On judgment day, uh, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I reply, I never knew you. Someone go, oh. Get away from me, you who break God's law. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for us when we hear Jesus himself, the Son of Man, coming down, talks about grace in the chapters afterwards, but then he reiterates what he had said in chapter 7. And it goes to this next point. It means that Jesus wants us to be steadfast. Jesus wants us to be kupa'a. Someone say kupa'a. Say kupa'a. And this is what kupa'a means. If you look up on uh, heve, heve oh sorry, not heve. If you look up on vehevehe.org, uh, mahalo. Heve, who heve on that one? Vehevehe.org, this is where you'll get the meaning of that. It means to be steadfast. It means to be firm. It means to be constant. It means to be immovable. It means to be loyal. It means to be faithful. Someone say faithful. It means to be faithful. Someone say faithful. It means to be determined. It means to be loyalty. It means to have allegiance. Someone say allegiance. Someone say allegiance. It also means to be firm, to have firmness. And that's what it means to have kupa'a. And we look at this scripture and we, we, we think to ourselves in this parable, and you might say, Kainoa, how, how does kupa'a, or being firm and faithful, relate to, uh, to this scripture? How does, how does this all correlate together? Because the first thing that you might think of when you read this passage is you might think that the scripture is really about the oil. It's not. It's really about the bridegrooms leaving their position. It's a story of the bridegrooms, the foolish bridegrooms who were unprepared, were leaving their position. And I'll share with you folks why. If we read that story again of the bridegroom, if we go into the, the oh, we don't have to do that, sorry. I don't want to confuse ours. <laughs> but if we read that story again, the bridegroom was not upset in the fact that the bridesmaids did not have enough oil. But more of the matter that the foolish bridesmaids were not there when the groom had arrived. Take that in for a little bit. Take that in for a moment. We look at this passage, we see that there's 10 bridesmaids. Five of them had oil. Five of them did not. And of those five, those five had to get oil someplace else. We see that because of them leaving their positions, they did not enter into the festivities. And I'll share a reason why for that. Earlier, I talked about that when we, when an attorney or a lawyer or someone who represents you, when they go into court, it is required by law for them to wear a suit or some kind of blazer. In Hawaii, we're fortunate to wear an aloha shirt and then put a blazer on, but Hawaii is the only place in the U.S. where an attorney can wear an aloha shirt and put a blazer on. So we looked in here 
at the ancient times, in the ancient times of the Romans traditions, is this, is that in Romans customs, it was required, required to have at least 10 witnesses to a wedding. As you see there, that's our, that's our wedding right there. <laughs> yeah, me and my wife, uh, we make five years in, uh, in August. So... <laughs> And see, the bridesmaid and the bridegrooms held a very important role. See, the Romans were very superstitious. And the reason why they wanted 10 witnesses, hear me out, family, it was required to have 10 witnesses because whether if it was five groomsmen, five uh, bride, uh, bridesmaids, or 10 groomsmen, or 10 group of bridemaids, it didn't matter as long as there were 10 witnesses to the wedding, the goal behind their role was for them to protect the bride. Someone say protect the bride. As we know in the book of Ephesians, Jesus tells us, or Paul tells us, that the church is what? Woo. So we have 10 witnesses that are meant to be there. In fact, the way that they protect the bride is that the groomsmen, of course, today we see the groomsmen, they normally are with the groom himself, right? They have to funny photos, have a great time. But back in those days, the groomsmen was actually the ones who went out to get the bride and to bring her to the groom. In fact, they were the muscle. They were the ones to ensure they protected the bride from all sides to ensure her safety along the journey to the groom. Now, what were the bridemaids were there for? What is their purpose? The bridemaids' purposes, according to Roman um, uh, traditions and their superstitions, they were there as spiritual protectors. Someone say spiritual protectors. They were there to protect the bride. In fact, in those days, those br uh, bridemaids actually wore white. Woo, wait, that's contrary. Today, we don't have everyone wearing white. But in that day, it was believed that if you were to wear white, you were to confuse the evil spirits so that they wouldn't attack the bride herself. So it was the, the, the responsibility of the, of the bridesmaids to protect the bride spiritually. Here's the thing that I want to encourage us, guys. As we are the church... And as we are the brides of Christ, here's the thing. The ten witnesses is you and me. We are meant to be protectors of the church. Does somebody hear me? Whether if it's physical or whether if it's spiritual, your role as a light bearer is to protect the church. Your role, whether if it's, whether if it's helping us set up service, the muscle. Whether if it's to come in early morning prayer and to cover our pastors in church, the spiritual. Whether if it's to come and do outreaches and reach people who need to know Jesus, muscle and spiritual. And this is where we want to encourage us. I want to encourage you with this is that as we go through this parable, that it is us as light bearers, us as witnesses that is responsible for protecting the bride. Amen. We are to be the muscle. We are to be the spiritual protectors. And again, like I said, in Ephesians, Paul tells us that the church is the bride of Christ. And I want us to keep that in mind because after service, uh, I want to give us an opportunity 
for prayer. God has been revealing a lot of things to me, and I think that this is an, a, a more, a more, how do I say this, a more perfect time, especially as we move into a season of transition. Now, when we look into the oil, again, this passage is not so much about the representation of the oil, but more, in fact, of the bridemaids not having enough. And sometimes we can get caught up on the small things. How many of us ever felt that those little details just annoy you sometimes? <laughs> if you're in tech like how I am, if you're into media like how I am, can you imagine the amount of time it takes for the attention of detail? For an example, those slides that you see before service, we are, me and my wife sometimes are going back and forth talking about the typography, talking about the pixel as to where it's landing on the page. And it's like, no, it should look like this. No, it doesn't look appealing. No, maybe we should do it this way. And, and it's so funny because we can get so caught up in the small things that we lose sight of the bigger things. And what happens is when we get distracted, the enemy uses that distraction to break, uh, break apart God's stronghold. He uses that distraction, and I shared this at youth camp last week too, that God was sharing with me that there are things that are coming up that is distracting the church from obtaining their role. There are things that are happening, things that are going on, whether past or present, that when you look into it, we get very nitpicky, or we look at it and we say, you know what, I have to focus on this. I have to do this first. I'll give a little bit of a confession. <laughs> There are times where my wife would say, honey, honey, and I'm, yes, can you massage my feet? No, I'm too busy. I got to work on this real quick. And sometimes we let that distraction avoid the very importance of a relationship. We allow that re distraction allow it to break apart the very thing that God had ordained. And my, my exhortation to us this morning is to come back to your first love. It's to come back into having the heart of adoration and worship. Because I know that all through these past years, there has been some wondering. There has been some tiring. There has been even loss of family whether physically or even intimately. Maybe we got disconnected. Maybe we lost way with them. And this is where I want to encourage us that this is more important now more than ever for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because this is, this is the important part I want us to catch. And this is actually coming up to my last point. And it's this. is that God rather... You come to him with not enough than to seek the world and miss your calling. God would rather you come to him empty-handed. God would rather you come to him bearing nothing. God would rather you come to him and say, you know what, I'm sorry, master, I did not have enough. And God would rather look at that and say, you know what, my witness, you're here. That's what matters. Because the role of the witness was to be there. If those five witnesses were not there, can you imagine how upset the groom was to say, I needed you because it was required by law and you weren't there. I needed you. 
And that's the thing I want to encourage some of you here today is that God needs you. Do you hear me? God needs you. It's so crucially important that God needs you. Now, of course, if we don't answer the call, God will use someone else. And let me just share this uh, little testimony, I guess you could say, a life lesson learned. There was a moment where I was sitting down at the bus stop. I was 22 years old. And I just got off of work. I'm waiting for my ride. And then God spoke a word to me at that moment. And in that moment, I looked, and there was this, uh, this elderly Chinese man. Now, God forgive me. First thing I said was, Lord, he probably just came from Mahjong because we were in Chinatown. That's where I worked. And I said, he probably just came from Mahjong. My grandmother goes to Mahjong. And uh, God says, no, I need you to pray for this man. He is a grandfather taking care of a new mother with a newborn. I looked at him, said to myself, I was like, self, is God really telling me to pray for this man? And I said, Lord, I said, Lord, look, I know I'm arguing with you on this one, but I really don't think so. I think you got this mixed up. I really think you got this mixed up. And God says, no, I need you to pray for this man. He doesn't believe me yet, but that's okay. Just by your word of your testimony is more than enough. I chuckled for a bit. I said, God, you got to be kidding me, God. That's, that's no way impossible. I mean, literally, he just looks like he came from, like, playing Mahjong. Totally distracted. As the bus came by, because we were sitting at a bus stop, what ends up happening is this. He pulls out two packages of newborn baby diapers. I did not see those packages there. I was amazed. It looked like a, an Easter trick or something. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. And I cried because God gave me an opportunity to be a witness, and I failed. And that's where I learned in that moment where God says, well, you know what? If you don't answer the call, someone else will. And I said, you know what, Jesus? Lord, I want to answer that call. I want to be the one there. When you say, I'm here, I want to say, Lord, so am I. I want to show up to the wedding. I want to show up to protect your bride. I want to show up to be there spiritually, physically, mentally, to be there in that midst. I want to be there. And ever since that moment, I dedicated my life to the church. That is the reason why I am here 5, 5.30 in the morning. I'm normally the last person to leave. I always pray to God, Lord, open up a house that is nearby your house or just open up a room, Lord. <laughs> I'm okay with that because I'd rather spend my life here in your presence. And it's been that way ever since. Everywhere I've gone to, wherever I serve that, it's always been the first. You can even ask my wife. When we first started dating, we went to church. She said, wow, we're going super early. <laughs> I remember doing this when I was young, but whoa. And it's usually where I fall asleep early, but I'm the morning person. So I'm up and out. I'm like, okay, let's go. All right, let's go. Jesus is waiting. Let's go. No. But I love her. She's so awesome. Can you give my wife a round of applause?
So here's the thing, family. Don't allow the small things to distract you from your calling that God has in your life. Don't allow those small things. Those small things can be, they're, they're temporary. We know that sometimes details can mess up bigger plans, but we serve a bigger God, do we not? Let me share one testimony, one more, and we'll do this. This morning, I literally prayed. My wife was sitting with me. She says, you know, I don't know if I can do the live stream this morning because I have to do slides, and, you know, I'll see what happens. And I said, okay. I said, you know what? It's all good. I'm just going to believe God's going to take care of it. And I prayed. I said, Lord, I just pray you send a helper, just someone. Just touch their heart, literally. Well, this morning, Andrew, could I have you stand up? This morning, Andrew was driving by. He says, look, I don't know what it was, but God told me to come to this church. And he asked me, he was the first person, he said, how can I help and serve? Thank you, Andrew. That's the heart I really want to encourage us with this message. Is the heart of being a servant, a heart of wanting to be the protector of the church. And when I mean protector, I don't mean like mine and, and nobody else, right? Or stay away, right? When I mean protector, I mean being there to uplift, to enrich, to bring forth God's word through the use of this ministry. And I want to encourage us to get involved. If any one of our pastors asks you to get involved, it's not necessarily because we have a dire need. It's because we want to see you a part of our family. We want to see you a part of this kako. Amen? So this is, this is what I want to do. Okay. I want to actually put out an altar call. I'm going to put two altar calls out. I know this is not normal for our church, but I always like to close a service with an altar call. I always feel that it's always important to have that as well. The altar is such an important place of worship, of sanctification, of purification. It is such a, a holy place in my heart that I, that I believe in. And the thing is this, before we do that, in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22, the Bible says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtain favor from the Lord. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor with the Lord. You know, at that same time when I had missed my opportunity, God had brought forth this scripture at a, at, in my, my young 20s. And I said, I said, Lord, I'm not looking for anyone right now. I'm content. And every day he brought up this message. And then one day I said, Lord, I'm going to do a little Russian roulette. I'm just going to open your word. I'm going to point, And whatever it says, I'll accept it. So I opened it up, flipped around. Boom. I landed in Ezekiel. I quivered. I, I kid you not, family. I was shaking, and I did not want to read because I saw Ezekiel, and I said, Lord, I remember there's a portion you said your flaming sword will go across Israel because they were disobedient. And, Lord, I instantly repent right now, Lord. I was scared. I was, I kid you not, I was so scared. I didn't want to read it. And I just so happened to peek and look. In chapter 35, I landed on the good shepherd. Now, in Matthew and in Luke, we hear the story of the lost coin, of the lost sheep. But 
I love this, this verse of Scripture from the, loss, uh, for, from the Good Shepherd. Sorry. The very important part that I love about it is that it says the Good Shepherd will go even into the darkest of places and not cease until he finds his lost sheep. Whew. Someone get chills on that one? I got goosebumps when God showed me that. And I said, wow, Lord. I said, that's amazing. He said, that's, I said, that's great, God. God says, I'm not done with you yet. He says, who am I married to? And I said, well, you're married to the church. Ephesians 5 tells us that the bride of Christ is church. We, we're us, us, the people. He's like, okay. So it's not the building, right? I said, no, no, it's not the building. We're your church. He says, okay. You're my bride. What's that scripture I've been giving to you all week? And I said, he who finds a wife, finds a good thing, has favor with the Lord. He says, no, 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 you ain't reading it right. He says, what did you just read? I said, about the good shepherd. He says, what does that scripture just say in Proverbs 18.22? He who finds a wife, finds a good thing, has favor with the Lord. And God says, exactly. You, my bride, when I found you, you are good and have favor with me. Whew. And I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that again. He says, when I found you, I found a good thing. And that's why today you have favor with me. I say this because sometimes the devil will try to trip us up, slip us up, and tell us that you're not, you're not good. That you're not coming to the table with enough for God. That you're not coming full-heartedly enough for God. But you know what? That is a lie of the devil. And I rebuke that over your life. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Because the thing is this, is that you are a good thing. As light bearers, as believers, you are a good thing. Tell your neighbor, you are a good thing. Tell that neighbor, you better believe it. Because I want you to believe that you are a good thing. And you have God's favor over your life. You have it right now. It's available to you. You have it, folks. So with that, I want to close with this. Uh, let's go ahead and stand, everyone. I intentionally made the message short because I wanted to save opportunity for this. If there is someone in here, this is the first call. If there is someone in here and you are struggling in your faith, you are feeling broke down, busted, and disgusted. You're feeling like, man, God, I really messed up. Or you know what? All the circumstances around me is making things a little less bright. And God, you know what? I've been searching for things in this world to fill up my cup, to fill my lap, to keep that burning oil. Maybe you've been feeling like, you know what? My lamp is burning. My lamp is being burnt out. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling exhausted. My spirit is just, I don't know, man. Because God has shared with me that some of us have been stuck in a rut where we're plateauing. And we're seeking God. We're asking God, like, God, can you just give me a word? Give me a sign. Just help me. Bring me back to where I was 
if that's you, I want to I wanna encourage you. I want to challenge you. Okay. I really want to encourage you to come to the altar. And I'm actually going to have um, Auntie Paula. Sure. Could you come up, please? If you folks don't know, Auntie Paula is our, our prayer warrior. She's our intercessory prayer warrior for this church. Can you give her a round of applause, please? Auntie Paula is faithful every morning, every Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Whether I'm late or not, she's here. And she is praying on your behalf. She is standing witness of being that protector. And I want to encourage us, if you're feeling that way, I want to encourage you guys to come up to the altar. And we want to pray for you real quick. Because I really do believe in the laying of hands. I believe there's an anointing on that. I want to encourage you guys, if you are feeling that way, no shame. Because honestly, that's how I've been feeling for the past couple of months. Feeling stuck. And in fact, Auntie here said, you know what? God's showing me that you need some prayer. Let's pray for me. But if you've been feeling that way, you've been feeling stuck, I want to encourage you folks to come up. Just come up. Just walk up. Don't worry about it. We're going to love on you. Anyone else? Anyone else? I don't want you folks to miss this call. Can't call 911 on this one. Hallelujah. Okay. That's the first call. The second call is this. If you have never accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity to answer the call as well. Or maybe you feel like, you know what, I've walked away, and I want to recommit myself back to him. I want to give us that opportunity as well. I never, ever want to end a service without giving that opportunity, because you never know. I'll share one more story on that. A preacher was preaching in a crowd of a thousand people. Thousands, as you say. Great message. Did an altar call for anyone who wanted to receive Christ. Only one person answered. That preacher felt a little discouraged because that preacher was like, man, out of the hundreds or the thousands of people, only one person answered. Do you know who that person was? Billy Graham. So I want to put that out there for you folks. If you have not received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you never know what God can do through you. God wants to use you, and we have to be willing to be used by him. If you've never received Jesus Christ, I don't want to end this service without giving us that opportunity. If you have not received Christ, please answer the call. Or if you're wanting to say, you know what, I need Jesus, I need more of him in my life, please pray for me. I want you to come up as well.
One more thing. Girls, um, could you come in too? Come this way. Come, come in the center, girls. Come in the center. Because God has moved me to share with you guys on this one. Okay. I'm going to have these girls and Auntie Paula, if you could pray over these people, please. Because God was sharing with me that because of your experience that, you've ex- that you had in Molokai, God's going to use you. You don't know. It's okay. When you start praying, God's going to start using you. I, I tell you right now. Yeah. So, girls, if you can come and... Uh, with ladies with ladies. And church family, if God have you, please reach forth your hand as we pray over them right now. Yeah. Yeah, go in front. Awesome. Okay, thank you, family. Let's pray for them right now. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, we thank you so much for them answering the call. Father, we know it was difficult. We know it was tough. We know it was a challenge of the heart. But Lord God, you are continually growing within us. You are continually showing your love through us. And we thank you so much that they had chosen today to answer this call. That, Father God, it was through the unction of the Holy Spirit, not by me, Lord God, definitely not by me or my works, but by you, Lord, by your Spirit. So we just pray for them right now. Father, I just pray for peace to fall upon them. I pray that, Lord God, that your peace that surpasses all understanding will cause every and all distractions to be destroyed now in the name of Jesus. Father, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. For every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall say that Jesus is Lord. So we just pray over these mighty men, these mighty women, Lord God. We lift them up to you this day. And Lord, we also pray, Father, if there's something within inside of us that's been causing us to feel tired and weary, Lord, I just pray that you come in like the wind and that you breathe your life into us. In fact, the word hallelujah, Father God, comes to mind. Father, the word hallelujah is like, it's like uh, the, the highest praise, the highest form of praise. And I just pray that in their moments of, of just feeling in the stuck of the rut, this feeling like they just want to give up, I pray they will give a shout of hallelujah, Father. That they will worship you, Lord God. Just as Paul and Silas were falsely persecuted and locked up in jail, sometimes we are imprisoned by things of this world, things outside of our own control. But, Father, your word says that it was through Paul worshiping you that the gates had broke open. And, in fact, at that moment, he brought salvation to the jailer. So we just pray, Lord God, that there will be breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we also pray for those who have come and decided to commit their life to you and to say that, Jesus, I want you in my life. To say, Jesus, I want more of you. I, I, I don't know what this is, but I, I just know that I need you in my life. I want you in my life. There's no one like you, and God, you're just so good, and Father, I just thank you for them answering that call. So, Father, I just pray. Let us all pray this together. Heavenly Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus, the name above all names. I speak with authority now 
that I give my life to you, Jesus. You are the Son of God, and you died for my sins. You gave your life so that I could have one. You renewed me. You restored me. You bring good news. Bring favor. And I just thank you for that. I acknowledge you're my Savior. I acknowledge you're my Lord. I acknowledge you died on the cross. And you rose again for me. I come to you now as a healed vessel, as a renewed mind, and as a renewed spirit. I take this day one step at a time. And this time, every time, my steps are ordered by you. So I thank you, Father. I worship you. And I bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, let's say, amen, 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 amen. Can we give them a round of applause again? So here's my charge to you today before we close. Here's my charge for you today. My charge is for you to not think about the small things, not get caught up in the small things. We have God. God thinks about the small things. God is in the details. God is always there for us. God is there to help encourage us when we can't figure it out. Trust in him. Be the light bearer. Get involved by being the protector of the church. Serve in the church, whether if it's physically or spiritually. Someone show me your muscles. Say, I'm a protector. Come on, say, I'm a protector. Say it like you believe it. I'm a protector. All right, let's pray and close out. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your people, for coming to hear this word, to have this feast with you, to have this opportunity to receive from the Holy Spirit, to receive your word. And I just pray that they will have an awesome and a, just, a, just a beautiful day in you, Lord God. The sun is out. You're shining down on us. And Lord, we just pray that everything that they do, your people will be faith-believing, radically changing, wanting to be more and more in love with you, being protectors of your bride. We love you. We bless this holy, holy name of yours in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus, we all say. Amen, amen. Go, go in the peace of God. Aloha, church family. Thank you so much for joining with us in worship this morning. We truly hope that you were refreshed and, and strengthened in your faith during these crazy pandemic days. We want, invite you to look at all of our messages. They're available on our YouTube channel. We'd also invite you to download our church app. It's just a great way for us to keep in touch, to communicate, also for you to receive materials. So uh, take advantage of downloading that church app. We would invite you to partner with us as we continue serving God faithfully during these days. And you can give online, you can give on our website, uh, or mail a check into our street address. We really appreciate your support with that. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord turn his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord grant you peace. We love you. Aloha.